Podcast, episode 46. I'm your host, Julian, co-host Danny, Justin, you, your special guests, Shahab, and Orville back one more time, What's just up, here up? in the studio with us, you. kicking game. It's episode 46. It is actually sponsored by Hollywood Perfect Smile, located on the corner of 441 and Taft Street in Hollywood, Florida, where you can get a free set of x-rays and an examination if you just mention the code All Things Sports when you call in or walk in. The address is 6730 Taft Street, Hollywood, Florida, and their phone number is 954-987-3309. And as I said, you can get your free set of x-rays and a free examination for you or a family member Anybody is welcome to come in. This episode is also sponsored by SK Fit, where Stephanie from SK Fit is offering a free consultation and a free one hour workout, which is up to a $50 value for any uh, listener who mentions the code All Things Sports to her. She has a great boot camp. You can get her on Instagram at SK Fit. And she can even come to your house. She can train at your gym. She can train you at a park. She can train you online. Her services are great. She has a Saturday boot camp. It's only $9. You can go every single Saturday and get a good workout at Fern Glen Park in Coral Springs, Florida. SK Fit, just mention all things sports and you can get a free consultation and free one hour first workout. Now back to the sports, guys. We did it. <laughs> where do you want to start? We have some football topics where the Dolphins, the Dolphins have kind of found themselves in a little more hot water. We have Jimmy Garoppolo's out here fucking porn stars. He's living his best life. I guess. You can't be mad. <laughs> I'm not mad at him. Uh, you also got Le'Veon who looks like this might be his last season in Pittsburgh. Who didn't get the extension, you're right. And also, Julio Jones was told by the Falcons that he's not going to get a contract extension. That's, a, that's just NFL news. As far as NBA, we have, obviously, the trade we're going to get into with um, Kawhi and DeRozan. Two trades. Some, some big signings. You know, the Celtics signed a key piece. Jabari Parker is making his way back home. And Carmelo Anthony was traded. I read that Le'Veon actually reportedly turned down. A five-year, $80 million contract? Yep. So let's just jump into the Le'Veon Bell situation. Because since, I'd say what, since March, we've been hearing about Le'Veon Bell and his contract extension. And then when did they put the, put the excuse me franchise tag on him? That was in April, I want to say. Like mid-April around the draft. So. They put the franchise tag on him for the second mm-hmm. consecutive year. <clears throat> yeah. And he basically doesn't want the franchise tag because he wants security. He wants the money. He feels like he's the best running back in the league, which, in my opinion, he is as well. He's shown that in the stats on the field. My thing is that I don't think he's the best teammate, you know, in the league. And to want a contract with the numbers that he, you know, dreams of, he said he doesn't want to be paid like the best running back in football. He wants to be paid like the best offensive weapon in football. So he thinks the $17.5 million or what, the $18 million that the Steelers offered him was a low ball. And I don't know who's in his ear telling him this because 
17 and a half million. Whatever it was, whatever the, the, or the offer was. But like, whoever's in your ear, it's kind of, I feel like it's like, it might low key be like a Kawhi situation with his uncle where he's in his ear and he's costing his fucking nephew like close to $100 million based on the way everything played out. But Le'Veon's got to realize he's not getting any younger. And he's a running back. You got to just get the your average, money. You got to get your fucking money. The average career blank. span for a running back in the National Football League is three and a half years. Obviously, Le'Veon Bell is a tier one running back where he can play for the next three or four years if he stays healthy. He's been playing already for what, four years? He's been on the He came out the like same draft years? as Eddie Lacy, so I want to say 2013. So I think Lacy That's got five years. Mm-hmm. Now, shit. As history tells it, he's already coming to the ending of his prime in his career, right? He's hitting holes everywhere. But with his caliber, as I said, he's worth the money. I don't know if he's worth the money that he's asking for, but he is worth big money. I just don't know how I feel about him holding out. I don't know how I feel about him, you know, expressing to his teammates that, you know, he's not going to play until his contract situation is resolved. And I respect the fact that, you know, a National Football League player wants to make money because, you know, he's going to need to take care of his family in the future. Um, You know, he never knows what can happen week to week where money's not really guaranteed in the NFL as it is as in the NBA. So I can see where he's coming from there. But it's not like they're offering him $3 million a year. If I get offered three million dollars a year and I have to support my family, I'm more than happy with that. You'll find a bit of budget. I mean, how much do you need a budget? Yeah, it's three million dollars a year for four or five years. You like exactly, nothing. Fine. You're exactly. fine. You won't even see the money, and that's not even including endorsements. Right. <clears throat> but you know how the NFL works. The only money that's guaranteed is the guaranteed money, and even all that money is not guaranteed. After you know taxes, you know pay, you know your agent and stuff like that. I mean, but, I mean, if it's true, him saying that he wants to get paid not only as the best running back, but as the best just offensive player, I hate to break it to you, but you're not the best offensive player. Nope. The best offensive player is your teammate that wears 84. Who's Mr. on the cover of Madden. Is Mr. Antonio Brown. Now, my whole thing, and it's been my argument from the jump, you want to get paid all this, you know, big-time money, you know, best running back and all this stuff. But look at how you conduct yourself on on and off the field. You, I mean, how many seasons in a, in a row, yeah. not even just in general, in yeah. a row, has he been suspended for the first four games for the same thing? Marijuana. I mean, I, me personally and a lot of us here, we don't look at marijuana as really a drug, so to speak, but the league does. But the yeah, but unfortunately, the league has you know a different opinion. And I'm sorry, but even if me, I mean, you know, I don't. But if you told me, hey, listen, you got to stop smoking weed, and we'll pay you millions and millions of dollars. That's a no-brainer. If somebody told me one million dollars, yeah. And I get it. I'm not putting my body on the line the way he is. I'm not in the gym working out the way he is. I'm right. not, you know traveling and missing family days and all this stuff the way he is or or the typical NFL superstar is but the fact that he's turning down 14 million dollars a year because he feels like he's being lowballed one you're playing for one of the most prestigious 
franchises in NFL history. Two, you guys can win a Super Bowl this year if all things hold up. Mm-hmm. Three, you have a top seven quarterback in the league, and you have a top three wide receiver in the league. If not the best, I like him the best. Some might want to say DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones, whatever. Right. Now, with the star power that you have on this team, the fact that money is your priority before, you know, you, you, you guys haven't even made it to the AFC championship in how many years? Like, I think the focus should be on what can we do to make this team better to have us at our best to win a championship before, you know, I, I solely want to take my personal interest you know, as as what I'm going to go with and, and what I'm looking at when I'm meeting with my agent and the franchise. Add into your resume. So you look at guys like, I, I can't give you an NBA, or excuse me, an NFL example, but you have guys who in the NBA take pay cuts all day because they want to stay with the team that they're winning with mm-hmm. or the team that they feel they have the best chance where they, they feel like the fan base is loyal to them. Whatever you have it, but... I feel like Le'Veon has been real selfish, and, and it, it talks to what you were saying about his marijuana suspensions. Like, you're costing your team games, and I'm sure the Steelers have lost games within the first four weeks of these consecutive seasons that they could have won had Le'Veon Bell been started. That, and then he's also been, you know, somewhat injury-prone. So. And he's missing workouts in the offseason. He said he's not going to work out until preseason, really, with the team. And that's what I'm saying, like... Yeah, your results speak for yourself when you play. The problem is how often are you playing? That and that's my thing. Like, like you said, they haven't been to the AFC Championship, you know, in you know how many years? Wow, what was the last time they went to the AFC Championship? Like twenty ten? Was it when they played you guys? I don't know. They've definitely made it since then. You sure? I'm pretty sure they made it. They made it. Um, Didn't they make it 2016? 2016 New versus England? New England. Yeah. Yeah. That had to be the most recent. But other than that... But it's like like you said, like, your focus should be on winning a championship. And, every, and, and we've seen, once you win a championship, the money Sounds. soon follows after that. But every year, and you make it abundantly clear, and you make it open to anybody who listens, fans, social media, whatever, that pretty much your only and main priority is money. So... If your only and main priority is money, I mean, the team, you know, they're not going to really see you as a valuable asset to keep you if that's all you're caring about. Because I'm pretty sure you have, like you said, Steelers, well-known franchise, well-respected organization. I know for a fact that there's plenty of players there that all they care about is winning. But every time you bring up Le'Veon's name, it's dollar signs. All right. So if that's your if that's your one and only true motive, mind you, he's a SoundCloud rapper. <laughs> I like Le'Veon Bell. I do think he's the best running back in the league. Um, but I just I just don't like what you're saying. Is dollar signs is what you think of when you hear Le'Veon Bell? Like you, you mm-hmm. hear Le'Veon Bell, and the first three things you think of would be best running back in the league. Suspended. Suspended for marijuana consecutive seasons and wants money. How can that be your favorite player? 
you know, how can that be a role model? How can that be a franchise face? Right. right. That's why Antonio that's, Brown that's why AB. gets the cover of Madden. That's why Antonio Brown gets the love that he gets all over social media and on ESPN. You don't hear about Le'Veon Bell as much as we should. He's the best running back in the league for a top five team in the league for the last three or four seasons. And we don't hear about Le'Veon Bell half as much as we hear about Antonio Brown. And Antonio Brown is the best at his position, arguably. But the way he conducts himself off the field and on the field. Thank you. So I guess that's it with the whole Le'Veon Bell situation. He's franchise tag for this year. His agent came out and said likely he'll be a free agent or, you know, he'll re-sign with another team next year. He won't be with the Steelers anymore. And... We'll go from there. I mean, it's going to be complicated. I don't think he's going to play for a contending team or a team that has, like, a valued franchise. He won't because if he wants money, he's not going to no, – no team that's in Super Bowl contention is going to throw $17 million at the running back At a position. running back who's in his sixth Fuck out of here, season. Bro. So No. Who knows what his performance is going to be like this season, knowing that this is his last season. Knowing that. I mean, he'll be training himself, you know, off-season workouts by himself and with teammates maybe. But he's not going to be with his team. He's not going to be with his coaches. He's not going to be, you know, around the guys. And I feel like that's all, like, it's a part of a process from, you know, starting in, when do they start? Like in April, I guess they start meeting in the off-season all the way up until February when you win that Super Bowl. All you remember is like, damn, I remember working out in the off-season. I remember... You know, putting a grind in in preseason to win this championship. So, Le'Veon, good luck. You got the franchise. He's getting $14 million this year. He's got to wake the fuck Can't up. Can't cry. He's got to wake up. Julio Jones, the Falcons told him they're not going to offer him a contract extension. Why? Obviously, I don't want the real answer. I want to know why you think. I actually didn't even know that, to Me, be honest I with you I found that out today. I actually didn't know that. It's just, I think they're in a position where they just gave, you know, Matt Ryan that big contract. And I think, unfortunately, that that loss to New England affected them on multiple levels. I think... <laughs> it did. I, they, they honestly look like they're ready just to blow it up, in my opinion. And in bringing in a receiver like Calvin Ridley, yeah, it could be looking like the uh, the glass half full and, you know, bringing, oh, another dynamic, you know, with Julio on one side and, you know, Ridley on the other side. Or you could look at a half empty and be like, you know, they have brought it to his attention that they don't want to give him an extension. Now, they, they talked about there could be some possible uh, – Reworking uh, and retweaking of the contract as far as incentives and stuff like that. But as far as like, you know, extension beyond the 2018 season. They're basically saying, listen, that's not a priority right now. Exactly. We're going to focus on the season. We're going to see what happens. We're going to see. Maybe the Falcons are looking at it like, let's play this season out. Let's see how good we are with the team that we have right now. If we're still a contending team in the NFC. I mean, they went to the second round of divisional round versus the Eagles last year. It's not like, you know, they had a bad season last season. And they lost by, what, three points to Nick Foles, Mm -hmm. which was pretty sad because they lost to Nick Foles. But they lost, you know, in the divisional round where they could have made an NFC championship for the second consecutive year. They could have went to the Super Super Bowl for the second consecutive year. But 
They not, didn't. Not so, that quarterback. so now they're probably looking at it like, yeah, like you said, they, we just spent all this money on Matt Ryan. Let's see how this season plays out. If it doesn't play out well or if we play, you know, mediocre or we don't play up to expectations, we can blow it up possibly, you know, start trading away some value, get some picks back or what you, uh, things like that. But I just kind of see that it's disrespectful to Julio Jones. I feel like you should tell him, listen, we're going to be done with you after this year. Or, listen, let's resign you. Let's work on a new contract. Because, first of all, Julio Jones is a top three. He's another top three wide receiver, mm-hmm. if not the best in your opinion, you know. Mm-hmm. He physically is the best wide receiver in the National League, in the National Football League. Obviously, on offense, Antonio Brown and DeAndre Hopkins bring different weapons. But, supposedly, somebody told Adam Schefter that uh, someone – in the Falcons organization has publicly commented that it doesn't sit well with Julio, that they told him this, and they're not sure if he's going to attend training camp next week. If he doesn't, $40,000 per day that costs Julio Jones. So he has to make a decision on whether he's going to just suck this up, be a team player, believe in the organization, you know, and, and just come to training camp, practice, put the work in, and play a good season. If anything, let this season be another contract year where next year you sign the biggest deal in the league. You never know. Mm-hmm. And who's to say, I mean, because we all saw the you know drastic drop-off in numbers for Julio last season. That new Ex- offensive coordinator fucked, every, fucked up the whole rhythm of their offense, bro. Especially, you know, how many... There's no red reason. zone targets he mm-hmm. had all year. I mean, you know, how many touchdowns he had. Maybe, you know, there's more to it than just, you know, new offense or, you know, Maybe Julio's like, give me, the fuck, give me the fuck out of here with this bum, Matt Ryan. May, I mean. Let me go play with Aaron Rodgers. And, and are you trying to say that Julio's not as good as he was? No, I'm just saying maybe there's, you know, more to it than just football. Maybe there's stuff going on behind the scenes. That, you know, we don't know. I mean, it could be Julio, possibly. We don't know. But I just don't see, you know, having a top three receiver in the league, you know. And then two and two is not adding up, basically, because... Yeah, and then you don't want to, like... I mean, to have this just come out so blatant and so public the year before, it's like, like you know, it doesn't make, it doesn't make any sense. Um... I think it's another situation, kind of like how Danny brought up with, you know, the Le'Veon, how if he wants to get paid, going, you know, you're not going to go to a contender and get paid. It's kind of like how I've said in the past with uh, Stafford, like them giving so much money to Stafford. Who else does that you, leave money for? You can't go out and improve a bunch of the other skill right. positions right. or whoever it may be. So we just seen how much money they gave Matt Ryan. Right. Who's to say that didn't sit well, you know, with Julio? Who's to say how much money that's left for other, you right. know, play so you can fill a lot of positions with thirty million dollars or thirty two million or whatever they gave him. In the NFL. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so we just And they have to remember because I saw Todd Gurley say something. Um, Bleacher Report about how he want like NFL players they want that NBA money and I'm over here saying there's only 15 players on the NBA team you got 53 
plus the practice squad on right. your fucking team. That's, like, that's thing where are they supposed to get all that money from? It'll never happen. Yeah, it'll never happen. It'll never happen. But I mean, the the the, the crazy part about. The difference in football and basketball, like, okay, Julio Jones is getting owed $10.5 million this year. And he's arguably a top five player in all of football, right? Mm-hmm. Name somebody in the fucking the NBA fifth, who makes $10 million a year. Best, ball, make the one fifth money. best player. <laughs> I just want you guys to know. Exactly. The fifth best player in the National Basketball Association. Makes as much as LeVar Ball. Is making at son. least three times that. Or two and a half times that. And the sad part is, looking at it from... You know, if I'm looking from you know NFL standpoint, like a business aspect, and as far as these organizations and these owners, as I mean, the argument that we make that how physical football is, and it's not guaranteed that you know they're gonna play another down. Every down could be their last down. Our argument is saying like because the sport is like that, they should get paid more because how the you know their, their bodies are on their bodies in their life are on the line it's, every game, it's, but. From, you know, if you're looking at it from a business standpoint, from the owners and organization, they're saying like, well, wait, if it is like that, if it's not guaranteed, why am I going to put all this money into this player if it's not guaranteed that they're going to play for me another snap? Well, they play the for thing, me another Here's game. the thing. The collective bargaining agreement is screwed to begin with in the NFL. Right. Well, that's too, yeah. These, it's, a, it's shady these business. Owners, yeah. These owners are billionaires with money coming in from left, right, back, forward. Now, you just said, why would I spend this money as an owner, possibly? Why would you spend this money on a player that you don't know he's going to be healthy for next week to finish his career with your team, whatever the case may be? But $40,000, excuse me, 40,000 fans plus in your stadium on a week-to-week basis, Arthur Blank, perfect example, billionaire, owner of the Falcons, just has a brand new stadium, Mercedes-Benz Dome. They did the college football playoff there. You don't think he's getting money from that? You don't think he's getting money every single week that he doesn't see for the next three years off of concessions, off of jersey sales, off of, like, the money's there. Mm-hmm. The owners don't want to give it up. He exactly the concessions. Brian Cashman, GM for the Yankees, has money, right? Baseball doesn't have a salary cap. Mm-hmm. $150 million contract Sign it Right No problem Because we can afford that Now obviously I'm not going to pay A baseball player I almost player. forgot that I'm no, not going to no pay Yeah I'm not going to pay A football player As much as I'm paying A baseball player Because the physical aspect Doesn't do as much Like you said But To, to sign The third best player In our entire league Who's not a quarterback For a guaranteed $55 million, it it sounds crazy that I'm saying this, but that's it's pretty bad. It's pretty cheap, you know, mm-hmm. and it's kind of disrespectful. And like Danny said, I don't think they're gonna find a way to fix this. I mean, there's 53 dudes on the roster. Obviously, not all 53, not even 30 of the guys are making as much money right. as the other guys. But there's just the, not the, gonna the be enough money in, to go around. The difference in a minimum anymore. contract in the NFL and the NBA is so significant. The minimum, what's the yeah, minimum like, NBA, like 2.5 million yeah, in the NFL? Yeah, minimum NFL, it's like 860K or something, something like that. Yeah, it's like 500 or 600K, yeah. Yeah, I don't even think it's that much, 800K. It, I think it's probably, yeah, it's like, yeah, five like 500, yeah, 550, some shit. Yeah. But then again, there's, you don't have 53 men well, on the Well, no, <laughs> the 2.5 is the veteran minimum. The league minimum is what uh, Oh yeah. got. 5.4. Yeah. It depends, it depends on, yeah, it depends on how long. It's a half-season contract. 
It depends on how long you've yeah. been in the in the league. It depends on like yeah, that's true. The numbers all depend. For. Yeah. But just the simple fact, like the NBA, Todd Gurley came out and said the other out, day, bro. the NBA's got it all figured out when it comes to the money situation. They've they figured it all out. Well, Adam Silver is you know the best commissioner out of the most or the, the more form, popular the sports. sports. Yeah, exactly. Not only that, but the players are more united. Like there, there's when, like when the when the collective bargaining agreement happened when we had the shortened season, you had players at the front, LeBron. Chris Paul, Paul Wade, uh, you know, Melo, Derek Fisher. You, Derek Fisher yeah, you, yeah, you had the who's who of the NBA standing up for not just them, but they're standing up for the players. They're standing up for you know the association. And that's my I, problem with the I, NFL too. I couldn't even tell you. I couldn't even tell you who's in like the NFLPA for the NFL. Right. The NFL, they, like the it, players, it would that have get to be players like Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. And like that will never Antonio happen. Brown. It would never happen. It would never happen because those players are like, we got our money. We're good. Like they're not gonna worry about. That's what I'm saying. Like the NFL and the NBA are just so light years away from progress, and we see the NFL digressing every year, and it's really sad. But that's just. But you gotta also understand that you gotta look out for fifty-three guys versus fifteen. It's a oh, big difference. Yeah, that's, that's, big that's difference. yeah. That's fifty-three guys is almost six teams that you're looking out for. Now another that's problem fair. that I that I don't see the financial situation getting fixed because I feel like in the future this financial situation can be resolved and you know they can work out something where more money can be paid to players and more guaranteed money every year can can be worked out, but. The fact that this whole racial divide with the NFL owners helping, bro. and the players is, is at an all-time high, I guess, right now. It's not helping any situation at all. No. Thank you. So if anything, it's making their value plummet. With the They're losing a whole demographic of people who would, who would want to watch the NFL or used who to. Who would do anything to be The NFL field. let Trump dictate what's going on for this last year and a half. They fucked now, up, bro. They TV fucked up. TV ratings haven't really gone down, but... The Not fact yet. that exactly the fact that Trump supporters well last year they went up because it was like reality were, TV. Tr- yeah, people trying to tune in, Are, seeing oh who's kneeling today, who's doing this, protest. who's doing that. Yeah. So now, like the NFL put out the rule that any team that protests faces suspensions. If you're going to protest, stay in your locker room. Like, like, how disrespectful is it to tell a grown man who's fighting every week and training his body and putting his body on the line? That he can't do a simple protest before the game because he feels like, you know, where he comes from or, or the type of person he is has to be in the locker room. Doesn't and they don't, they don't get respected like the typical white man in America, and that's really what it is. Adam Silver understands the racial divide in the country, and he's with the players, and he's like all for making the players feel comfortable and united, and like, listen, we're gonna work this together. He's all Roger he's- Goodell. He's just Switzerland. Adam Silver is a Switzerland type of individual because he knows business is business and you cannot meddle with beliefs, but at the same time... But that's Roger Goodell's problem. He puts his beliefs Mm -hmm. in between his business and this is what you have here in the NFL now. It fucking shows when you let Trump fucking take a a W over you. Dictate the NFL. And and Roger Goodell is scared of Donald Trump. And everything Donald Trump has How to say about the NFL. How could you be scared of such a, such a weak fucking man? You know the biggest difference between Goodell and Silver is? Goodell wants to suppress the voices right. of his right. stars. Right. Adam Silver wants to embrace right. the voice. Like, he's he aware. He puts him on the pedestal. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, he's, he's aware. The ESPYs is one of the biggest award things in 
I mean, Adam Silver's right at the forefront. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I, Adam Silver's aware of the power that these players possess just with their voices alone, and he embraces that. But, like, you can tell and that he's a, Adam he's Silver cool loves the game, though. Like, Adam Silver loves the players that and play And he loves how game. diverse it is. He, he loves... You have to embrace that. Remember what, remember what Body said? Global You games. gotta just... You, you appreciate the culture for what it is. You don't try and change it. Roger Goodell's not that type of guy. And they just signed him to an extension. They gave him, what, $75 million? Life insurance. $200 million. We did an episode on it, remember? The $200 million... Fall man. Fall man. Yep, because if... The, the owners can just fucking... <laughs> the first episode buy. I called in. Yep. <laughs> Hell yeah. Facts. Fuck Roger Goodell and Donald Trump. And it's funny because it's so contradictory and hip, uh, hypocritical. By the way, if you like Donald Trump, you can go... How far go right fuck now. yourself, but don't hit, leave, don't leave pause, us one star. Though. Don't, don't hit, leave us hit one pause, star. my boy. <laughs> but they're the ones who all they're all oh freedom freedom of speech and all the amendments and all that shit, and they fucking jerk off to the Bill of Rights and all that whatever. But you you don't you don't want the players from the NFL to to be able to express their their free speech that freedom that they have for being an American and. There's, no, also, there's nothing more American than fucking standing up against somebody who's fucking tearing your country apart. Right? But you also have Straight to look like at that. guys like like Tom Brady, like Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I guess you could throw Andrew Luck. Obviously, the last couple years, he hasn't even been in the mix for injuries and stuff. But Antonio Brown, uh, Rob Gronkowski, these guys who are the face of the NFL need to come out and, and voice their opinion. They're not they even... commercials. What was that? They're just making commercials. Exactly. They're making money of off of, of everything, but they're not voicing their opinion and showing the little kid that's training their body as a young kid to want to be like them that, you know, being different is okay. Being where you're from is okay. To be fair, yeah. Rogers actually has come out multiple times in support of Cap and all that stuff. I hear you, but it's not as public as it should be. Right. That's really what right. it is. Because ESPN didn't like It's like, it's like they, don't, off, they, don't like, you know? they don't really, like, cover it like that. It's like... ESPN, first of all, obviously they're gonna run with the whole kneeling narrative right. and all that shit because people are gonna it's tune in. They're gonna yeah, that's that's what they're gonna make money off of. And they don't want people to boycott ESPN. I feel like the NFL is at the fa- like the fans have the NFL by the throat. Well, the white fans and the fans that believe yeah. that kneeling is wrong and and protesting is bad for the sport, they have their hands on Roger Goodell's throat and it's basically what they say goes. Like, they'll post a video on Instagram blowing up a freaking cooler with, like, Tom Brady's jersey on it or what have you. And it's like, you guys are really, really impacting and scaring the NFL and the commissioner that runs the league. So as we were saying, the NFL had the agreement that, you know, players would get punishment if they protest. They just... The NFL and the NFL Players Association released a statement, and they're saying that they're going to hold off on any type of rules for anthem protests for now. Was the obviously <clears throat> football season didn't even start yet? Yeah, well, it was the Miami Dolphins that issued their own? Woo! Yeah, it, hurts me. it pains me to see the hometown this. team. Yeah, that, shout out to the Dolphins. Woo! That, Woo! No, like it really does. This pain. is where winning starts, guys. This is where <laughs> winning right? starts. The Miami Tannehills. Like, to know that, you know, this is coming from my team. And obviously, you know, we t- obviously we take sports very seriously. This is why we do this every week. So, it's right. like to hear my team that I, I grew up on, grew up loving, to hear this come from them, it's just, it's it's hard. It's hard. Cause Does this give you the right to be able to switch teams? I, I feel like it does. 
You can come over to the Packers' side with me, Justin. You can be a Colts fan, dude. <laughs> to the highest bidder. You can do whatever you want, but I'm saying, literally, like, being real, not even joking, like, mm-hmm. you have this, this love for this team because... Obviously, my love for the Heat is stronger than any other sport. Right. But my love for the Colts and my love for the Red Sox is still there. Even now, if the Red Sox were to come out and, and there was a story that came out or the or the Heat or the Colts, like a story came out where basically a, a racial issue and it was something that I really didn't agree with, it would hit a nerve like this situation I'm sure is hitting you. And you might reconsider, do you really want to support this team that you've been supporting this whole time as strongly as you've been? Because mm-hmm. you don't stand for that. You don't believe in that. And sports are a part of our lives like family, right? Because I watch sports more than I watch anything else on TV. I'm looking at sports really more than anything. Like, if I'm on my phone, I'm looking at it's something, sports, something sports, reading an article. I'm on my laptop, on ESPN, on NBA, whatever it is. Or I'm at home in bed watching ESPN. So if you live it so hard, this is really something that you can consider like disrespect to yourself. You know what I'm saying? Look at the people who I said. Disrespect to the values you were brought blowing up Blowing up on. coolers that have jerseys on or whatever the case is. That's like silly to me. But when it's for something serious to you, I feel like you have the right to, to have your own opinion on it. So does this make you feel like, damn, do I need to reconsider my fanship to this organization that I've been invested in so many times and so long. It really does because, I mean, I think league sources said that oh. this is like the, you know, this is pretty much the first of mm-hmm. what it looks like many teams to do this. But even so, to know that pretty much, you know, the Dolphins are like the first to like go out of their way and say, like, listen, like, they're so like, Opposed to and against it, like they're gonna just straight up suspend. They're gonna you. suspend up to four games for doing a silent protest for something that you believe in, for something that something that their people are going through. Really, exactly. Now, the the big coincidence is the fact that the NFL and the NFLPA came out and agreed to put a halt to the consequence rules for protesting. The Dolphins released. The statement letting them, you know, letting everybody know that players will be suspended up to four games for protesting. Like, or, or, or other, you know, means of consequences, obviously they won't, which they didn't. And the Dolphins games, had multiple players. Um, Kenny Stills uh, led the forefront, really. Well, Michael Mike, Thomas, Michael Thomas was, was yeah. another one. He was pretty big in it, too, because he was with Malcolm Jenkins. Julius Thomas was doing it. Whole situation. So I'm going to read the, the NFLPA statement where the NFL and them agreed. So it says the NFL and the NFL Players Association, through recent discussions, have been working on a resolution to the anthem issue. In order to allow this constructive dialogue to continue, we have to come to a standstill agreement on the NFL PA's grievance and on the NFL's anthem policy. No new rules relating to the anthem will be issued or enforced for the next several weeks while these confidential discussions are ongoing. The NFL and the NFL Players Association reflect great values of America which are repeatedly demonstrated by the many players doing extraordinary work in communities across our country to promote equality, fairness, and justice. Our shared focus will remain on finding a solution to the anthem issue through mutual good faith commitments outside of litigation. 
I just rolled my eyes so hard. I didn't even want to finish that, but that's basically where we're at in the NFL. This the is, NBA this doesn't is what give happens. us this bullshit. That's, that's the bottom line. This is why people watch the NBA way more than people watch the NFL, and the NFL season is so much shorter, you would think that the fandom and, and, and you know, it would be such a bigger, it would have such a bigger impact from a shorter season week to week, you know, but it's not. It's not anymore. It died down, and, and it's really at the helm of Roger Goodell. So, I guess that's enough NFL news now. I'm getting pretty yeah, we got we got some fucking trades to talk about. We can jump into the NBA. Where do you want to start? Kyle Lowry. Let's start with Melo. Broken heart. Yeah, let's start with uh, Kyle Danny, Lowry, Danny's heart. new favorite player. Mello. No problem. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> Even though he's he's uh, I don't I don't know if Miami sounds realistic anymore. It's which realistic, makes, which makes me sad. I think Houston's a. Well, I read Houston's Houston obviously the, the, front the front runner, runner, but I think Houston lands Melo. I think Lakers make the most sense. Though. The Lakers make a little bit of no. I don't For think the what? Lakers make sense to For, get Melo. To land Melo. For what? Exactly. I think the Rockets make more sense because if it's going to be out of Houston and Miami. Melo might look at this and say... They need to worry about signing Clint Capella first. He's still a free agent. The greatest player Melo's ever played with is Russell Westbrook. Right? And what does Russell Westbrook have? Nothing. A triple-double season. Triple-double MVP. And an MVP. Mm -hmm. He has... On his resume, he has a finals loss... Two appearances to the Western Conference Finals where he won one and lost a 3-1 lead in one of them. So Melo might look at this like, hey, why don't I try to play with more great players? James Harden, Chris Paul. Dwayne Wade, Udonis Haslam. See, you're being funny. I'm my thing, I'm my thing about ass. the Rockets, my thing about the Rockets is that you're trying you're gonna try and replace Trevor Ariza. You're trying to replace Trevor Ariza with a Carmelo Anthony type and, of player. And Luke Bamute. It's not, it's not going to work as efficient. And Luke and Bamute is They're going to give up 140 I, so points a game. To start, so you're willing to start Carmelo Anthony. And they when still you don't haven't even signed Capella. You still haven't even played Joe Johnson all season. And Joe Johnson's another veteran small forward that sat on the bench the entire season and said nothing and did nothing and was not efficient. Carmelo Anthony's not going to take a bench role. He's already said he's not going to take a bench role. He does have to be effective, but... Him having the ball a lot in his hand is not going to happen on the Rockets. It is not. Chris Paul and Harden have the ball in their hands. So that is something you have to take it. And you have to also understand that he's going to have to play the stretch four. Can he guard those guys? Can Houston even back him up on defense? They already have to cover for Harden because Harden plays lackluster defense. That's without a doubt. Now, the reason why I would say the Lakers are probably not a high chance is Obviously, let's face it, they're going to hinder their performances for their, their big men. You're going to lose Brandon Ingram. You're going to lose Kuzma and growing to become better players. I mean, they right. just lost Julius Randle. You're not going to put that, that. And obviously, LeBron is at the forefront. He's not going to say, oh, yeah, I want to come out and play with Melo. I mean, to grow into a championship type of team. Right. right. Especially with the supporting cast he already has. You know, exactly. signing JaVel McGee, exactly. signing Lance Stevenson. You're kind of putting your trust into these type of players who you know... They can step up. They can step up. They can also fall to this, you know, negative light because they have in the past. And that's yeah. just that. Now... I don't think LeBron's ever had this good of a young team around him, though. Because this team's young. This Lakers team is very but young. But they show a lot of promise. And I don't... I'm, I'm not a firm they believer do. in promise. They do. But at the same time, they did really well, and Luke Walton was at the front, and he also did really well. Yeah, but promise with LeBron 
is know? a lot different. Exactly. exactly. And then you also have to keep in mind Magic Johnson's a lot, doing something that I don't think any NBA executive has ever done before where they're like, hey, let's just include our superstar in trade talks because right. we need to know where he wants to be. Right. And you and know what's funny? That's like, awesome. Magic Johnson, we've looked at him as this, this GM. Like, Magic Johnson is one of the best players to ever play the basketball. game. Every touch of basketball. So Everybody yeah. is learning from Magic Johnson, whether it's in film study, whether it's in, if he shows up mentorship. at practice, whether it's at mentorship and business. And like, you know you know, Magic knows what the fuck he's doing He's right been now. around way too long to not give something to learn to these young guys. And this is his second season. And it was nice for him to say that this project that he's doing with the Lakers is not a one-year deal. It's a two-year deal. And so him coming out right off the front, he's pretty much letting LeBron know, like, hey, we may not make it to the finals. You know, we may compete, but at the same time, this is not going to happen in one year. And I agree with him. Now, back to the Melo thing, I was really upset that Atlanta got rid of Dennis Schroeder. I think they didn't Mr. Want Schroeder him. They is, didn't want him I understand he's, I understand they didn't want him anymore. They're rebuilding whatever the hell Atlanta's doing. They need to do something because I think that they're becoming non-existent. For the last few years. It's mm-hmm. funny how in 2016... I wouldn't even believe it, but exactly. They, I agree. they were playing against the Al Horford, Kyle Corver, sixty wins, four All Stars, like yeah. number one team in the East. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, right now you're looking at it as let's just get rid of Dennis Short, our starting point guard, for him to be a backup to Westbrook. You don't trade Trey Young. I mean, you don't draft Trey Young if you not certain that you're moving on from. A and they traded for Jeremy Lin too. Because so, you don't so. you don't trade or excuse me you don't draft. A rookie point guard at what six was it? Five, five or four. It was five or four. Yeah, because they swapped with right. with uh, with Dallas. Dallas. Yeah. yeah, Dallas. You don't trade. Five. You don't draft that high. A point guard if to you're not, not start him. to not start him, and, and I'm okay not. with that. But here's the thing: now you just set up Dennis Schroeder to be a backup in OKC. You think he's going to be an efficient backup? When have you ever seen an efficient backup in OKC? I think the last one I saw was uh, Derek Fisher. Reggie I think that was the last one. Yeah, Reggie Jackson and Reggie Jackson. But um, I really think that, and I was talking about this with Orville earlier, I think that the Heat have a lot of promise where they can force-feed him the ball, and he'll be okay with it. Because in in New York, he was force-fed the ball, and he had an MVP-esque type of season. The 2012-2013 season? Yeah, like when he got the max contract from New York. He was a scoring leader in the league. He was a leading scorer. They ran an offense through him. He looked fantastic. And he's never Mello. played for a coach Mello. like Spo. Like yeah, and, and Spo knows how to make things work. And I think that we have Whiteside, where I really don't agree with him staying in Miami too long. But you have Bam, you have James Johnson, you have Tyler Johnson. You have a whole bunch of scrappy guys. You have Josh Richardson, who Spo was right to say he should have been All NBA first team defense because mm-hmm. that guy is. If you watch him play, you don't need to explain. Yeah, right. he's positioned one through five. That's just simple as that. He can. He can recover for everyone on the floor. If you have a team like that, where we struggle on offense is, I'm sorry, where the Heat struggle on offense is a go-to score. Is offense scoring points, putting them on the line. Mind you, we lost waiters for the end of the 2017 season, where we missed the playoffs because the last 16 games we were without our starting shooting guard. And last year, he had opted to take his surgery toward the beginning of the year. He was. The scorer, you know, we haven't seen him play a full season as, you know, a go-to guy. He hasn't been in the go-to role since he's been in Miami because that's not really what Miami's about. Obviously, when we had LeBron James, it's LeBron James. He's obviously going to be a go-to. It's a, it's a team And then it's a Dwayne Wade situation. But 
my thing is in 2013, Dion Waiters played 30 minutes and averaged 16 points. And then... On... Not, and that was a full season. The OKC Thunder. No, that was in 2013 under the Cavs. On the Cavs. With Kyrie Irving? So with, with Kyrie, but there wasn't much stardom there, so he had a chance. He had a chance to prove himself. But then again, how old was he in 2013? He was like 22 years old. Wasn't that, well, his, I mean, that was his rookie year, right? No, I think 2012 was his rookie year. That might have been his sophomore year. 16 a game... It's not that bad. On, the, and on the worst se- team and in second, the league, and on one season. of the worst teams in the league, that's decent. It's not horrible. He's twenty. He's twenty five. But what I'm saying is, season. since then, we have not seen a full season until 2015. He played 28 minutes a game and averaged 10 points under Russell Westbrook, under Kevin Durant, and they went to the conference finals and they lost three one lead to the Golden State Warriors. They could have went to the finals. Would we be talking about Deion Waiters in this light if they went to the finals and possibly? Won the finals. I don't know. All I know is that he's had he has a combined game plate of seventy six games, and for both twenty sixteen and twenty seventeen season, thirty minutes a game, only averaging fifteen or sixteen points. Is he gonna? Is a sixteen seventeen point closer? Is that what we're gonna call him? A sixteen or seventeen point? We're gonna rely on him. No, to close but games? do you think Melo comes in and scores twenty points a game? Yes, on this Miami Heat team, yes, he will score twenty points a game. With ease, I don't, I don't, I don't see that. I don't he'll, be, see, he'll be taking fifteen shots a game. I don't see Coach Spoelstra changing the whole game plan for Carmelo Anthony. I don't see Coach Spoelstra making everybody run the offense through Carmelo Anthony. We had to do we it for the Miami. Miami. We had we, to do it for D Wade. But it's Dwayne Wade. That's totally different. It's, it's you can't compare it. LeBron James and Dwayne Wade are the only two players in Heat franchise history, other than Shaq, who needed to have that ball and dominate. That's it. The only three players. And, I mean, Tim Hardaway, Lonzo Morning back in the day did their thing. But modern Heat history, Spo, 2008, present. We're not doing this one player unless it's Dwayne Wade. And Dwayne Wade's been with the team since 2003, so we can't compare that. Carmelo Anthony's not going to come here after his worst season in the National Basketball Association. His worst season. He's still for a career averaging 25 points a game. Yes, because one season is not going to deflect a great career. Carmelo and, Anthony's a, and his twenty seventeen season, he averaged seventeen points, sixteen point, sixteen point two points per game. So I think that his and he was the third option. I think that his points per game will drastically increase if you looked at what Paul George's numbers were last year and Westbrook's numbers were. So last if year. we sign Carmelo Anthony, right, with this roster, we, we have. become a contender in the East. Fair, we do. Fair, Easily. but is Carmelo Anthony your? First option on offense? If I have D. Wade, he's my first option on offense. Because D. Wade, I will run him to the ground because I know what his playmaking abilities are. I know what he does in a Miami Heat uniform. D. Wade has a fountain of youth when he has a Miami Vice jersey on. But mind you, Dwayne Wade's coming off the bench. So let's look at a starting lineup as Goran Dragic, Richardson, Richardson, Winslow, Winslow, Anthony, Whiteside. Whiteside. Debatable, maybe Bam. I don't think Bam Adebayo starts over Whiteside this year. We're paying Whiteside way too much money to come yeah, off the bench. We, don't know we how need long Whiteside to produce. But we don't know how long he's going to stay based he's on his social now, media. But he's here now. Based on his social media professionalism, we have no idea how long but he's going to stay. But he's here right now. Did you guys watch that video? Yeah. yeah. There's Spoiler a difference between, shoot no, there's a difference between can't shoot and won't shoot. Not allowed Good to shoot. Good job, Whiteside. Shoot, yeah. Great job, by the way. Whatever. 
I'm saying he'll be the starting I don't center think until the All Star scores 20 points a game for the rest of his career. I don't care what team you put him on. I don't care how many points, how many shot attempts you give him per game. I don't think Carmelo Anthony scores 20 points a game. No, if you give him 50 shots, he'll put up 20 points. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. 49? No. No. Melo Melo's one of my favorite players ever. He's an amazing. He's, he's obviously. He's but you have to look at it for Mello what it is, man. Melo doesn't fit the culture. You have to look at it for and what it is. And like he said, there's no way. Spo can make anybody. You, but the you culture. know how Spo is. I mean, we realistically, we don't even have a real bench. We just, you know, whatever, whoever, we're whatever's playing, working is, is yeah. Hard. And yeah, so we've had nights where Jay would start, Jay would come off the bench. Tyler would start, Tyler would come off the bench. Justin would start. You can't have. You can't, and that's not an option with Melo, because Melo's not yeah. gonna come off the bench for nobody. Yeah, but so, Melo's all star at the all star caliber level. D Wade has not right said, now, can't say not right now, not now. Not but what right I'm now. saying, D Wade came if right now D Wade came out and said I would need to start every single game. Miami would be starting D Wade every single no, game. No, but sorry, Dwayne Wade already accepted a bench role to what he wanted to do, especially in Cleveland. He came starting in the season, starting for the Cleveland Cavaliers, and he said I want to come off the bench. Why do you think? Didn't start, excuse me if the microphone sounded bad. I just kicked it off the damn table. But why don't you think Dwayne Wade... Because he has a championship mentality. He knows exactly what it takes to be a Because he's been to the playoffs in the last... How long? Well, Melo was in the playoffs. Last year. And before this year, when was Melo in the playoffs? 2012. And what happened? Swept by the heat. Obviously, no, Miami. I'm gonna be real with you oh, guys. Mike Bibby. I'm gonna be real with you guys. This is me talking, but this is also Coach Spo talking because they were talking in my summer league, and Coach Spo came out and said he wants Carmelo Anthony, and who am I to argue with him? That's fine to want. Okay, it's fine to want, and I'm I wouldn't have a problem if Miami got Carmelo Anthony, and I'm a Heat fan. But I be real. Co- I trust be the real. Enough to Carmelo use Anthony. Is not the a twenty-point-a-game scorer anymore. Not He's not an elite NBA player. But I'm asking him that in the clutch and when we need a bucket, he is efficient enough to put the ball in the hoop. And right now, we don't have that. We don't have a guy that can literally say, "Hey, I'm going to put the ball in the hoop for you, coach." Right. Melo can say it because he has a confidence, but I need to see it because I didn't see that. I didn't see that. We're not Mello, see Mello it. and OKC should have never happened. We're not going to see it on the Thunder, man. Let's be realistic. They have no. We coaching. already know who's going to be who the ball's going to be. It's in. That's Russ Durant Russell. left. Yeah, it's we just Russell. It's happen. just Russ. That's it, Russ. But you got to be okay with Billy Donovan. Billy Donovan's a fucking coach. We won't know until we try it. We can look at New York Melo too. I know, but we won't know until we try it. Melo can't play the floor. Can't play the four. I mean, can't. that's what I'm scared of. Like, he'll come to Miami. If he comes to Miami, he's going to start, start at, at the, the four. Spo would start him at the four. Spo yeah. has to have this vision in his head that I clearly can't see because well, I don't started, see Melo coming into this Heat team and making us win two games. I mean, yeah, we'll win two games versus the Sixers. You think we beat the Sixers with Melo last year? We don't know because I'm not, I'm asking, not there yet. do you think? Last year, same squad, same scenario. Do we beat the Sixers if we have Melo? With Dwayne Wade. With the same scenario from last year. If we add Melo to the team, do we beat the Sixers? In a seven-game series? No. Hell no. Hell no. The Sixers killed us. And why? Because we like defense, especially perimeter defense. They killed us on the three-point line. Melo, does he help that? Does he bring what? What is he bringing? But we also, we also in those games that we did lose, needed score. we needed go ahead buckets. We needed go ahead buckets. We could not get go ahead buckets, and in the stretch of the end of the season, but you can't trade bucket for bucket. 
We Especially are. with a team like them, because their defense no, no, no. is up to par. At the end of the season, to get us in a higher spot, we struggled to get go-ahead buckets. That yeah, but higher us. spot means, listen, playoffs. You're still going to have to play. Whether you win the first round, you're still going to have to get the second round and play the better team. So, Melo is not going to be the difference changer for this Heat team, which is why I don't really care if we get him or not. I, I just, really wanted it to be a no one's contract. Winning, no one's winning but Golden State anyway. Yeah, so, might as, well, might as well just fuck That him. too. You just got to fuck around, I guess. Yeah, that's true. Same, but at the same the, time... This would be the rebuilding process. This would be the time. For all 29 other teams. This is a rebuilding process at the same time. Step. But as an organization and as a business from the Miami Heat standpoint, you do not want to say that every single year after LeBron has left has been turmoil. Hell no. You want to still Hell be no. a contending team Hell on the no. East. You want to still contend. You want to still be in the same context of, okay, we, we can compete against Boston, maybe. We can compete against Philly. Philly should not be coming out of nowhere and just beating but the Miami But as much Heat. as it hurts, as much as it hurts to say this I do think we need to like 30 and 11 should not have happened 11 and 30 should have continued if as weird as it sounds like 11 and 30 we started the season two years ago 11 and 30 and then we turned it around with 30 and 11 after all-star break right we started we finished 41 and 41 41. we We were gonna have the first pick of the draft for a star-studded draft. Donovan Mitchell, we should have had you first. Jason Tatum. It, it should have been Jason Tatum. Lonzo Ball, whatever the case may be, we Donovan. had a chance at one of these guys. <laughs> and what Granted, happened? we got lucky still with Bam. But, and we but. missed the playoffs. We still missed the playoffs. And what, 14th pick, 13th pick? Devin Booker, you should have been with us. We had the last justice. pick of the lottery. <laughs> Just as Oh, no, player. we were 14th pick? 14th, I think. So 14th we, had the, we had the last pick of the lottery. And Devin Bucket, <coughs> I'm sorry, Justice. Just By the grace sir. of God, <laughs> Bam Adebayo fell in our fucking lap. And we have our first round pick next year, the year after. We don't have 2021, but we got 2022. Yeah, but what is a first round pick when you're making the, the fifth seed going to the second round? Zion Williamson. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Zaire Wade. Like, how do you Zaire expect Wade. to get better? How do you expect to, to, to have championship caliber talent? When you're just signing free agents, we need to draft. Can we agree? Can we agree that the Miami Heat training staff is probably the best in the NBA? Yeah, yeah. for sure. For sure. This is a without heat a doubt. This is a Heat podcast. <laughs> without, a, without a doubt, the Miami Heat and Spolstra is a brain in himself. If he gets mellow because he wants him, he'll find a way to make it work. Now, Fair Pat enough. Riley, Pat Riley does know what he wants to do. He wanted Gordon Hayward. I believe that Gordon Hayward is still an amazing athlete. Probably, mm-hmm. in my opinion, he's a superstar. But at the same time, it is what it is. But you get mellow now, you can sit there and, com- and compete to have a recruiting cast for the next year or the year after or the year after. But you just got to compete right now. You got to get these guys prepped like justice, like bam. You got to get these guys prepped for long seasons like the playoffs. Right, right. So that way they can start competing and contending for better, better opportunities. That's the only way it's going to work. Just like the Warriors did it. I always say this. Like the Warriors did it with the big three that they had before KD. With Draymond, with Clay, with Steph, they <laughs> they went through hell and back too. For sure, everybody so, goes through. So hell and I mean, back and they stuck it through, and look at where they're at. So if you're gonna stick it with Justice and you're gonna stick it with Bam, you need to find a veteran leadership like what Baron Davis was to Steph mm-hmm. that you can have. That Melo's like, okay, let me teach you some things that I know, like how D Wade was teaching it with Justice. For sure, so, no, I can't disagree with that, and it takes time. I mean, Golden State has Seth Curry since '09; he didn't pop till 2014. Right. Clay Thompson was drafted in what 2012 he had spaghetti or 2013, I think it was. Draymond Green drafted in 2013, 2012. Who? Like Green Thompson? 
Thompson might have been 11, and Draymond might have been 12. Draymond was in the same draft as Anthony Davis. 2012. Yeah, 12. So, I mean, 2012 to 2015 is not the longest time, but Justice Winslow was drafted in 2015. This is only three years, you know what I'm saying? And he missed a whole season with a shoulder injury. Uh, Josh Richardson, we drafted him in 2015. It's the same, like you're saying, veteran leadership is a good thing to bring in, but veteran leadership with experience in the playoffs is definitely more helpful than he's Carmelo still a, Anthony. He's still a gold medalist. He still has some veteran leadership. He's still. Nigga said he's got three of them. Gold medals are more important. Three than gold medal them. Thank you. And a lot. Look, fucking Justice. Justice is twenty one years old. Have not been the same, bro. We fucking crush that shit like. Yeah. Justice is twenty one, going into his fourth year. Mr. Bam Adebayo just turned 21. This man, Justice, is young as shit. Derrick Jones Jr. DJJ. Is still developing. He's going to be 21. I'm going to see him become a... I mean, we're, we're supposed to be talking about Melo, but my bad. And we still have no, Goran Dragic. We still have a lot of key players that know how to do everything and facilitate. We just got to get the ball in the hoop, man. And that guy knows how to put the damn ball in the hoop. He's done it his whole career. He's done it his whole career. Trade That's deadline I'm okay with it. for Miami Heat. He's going to tell him. Whiteside's gone but at the trade deadline. if he's dumb like he was in New York when he accepted that stupid max contract when he could have left in his prime, he might be dumb enough to leave and stay in Houston too. So who knows? Yeah. He might be okay with riding the pine for D'Antoni like how freaking Joe Johnson was too. Melo has way too big of an ego to, one, ever come off the bench. He's selfish. And two, Melo, I don't care how much money Melo has gotten, will get, Melo always hits the bag. And Danny, you even brought it up last week. He got his full money. He got his $27.9 million. Le'Veon Thank Mello. you, Atlanta. Le'Veon Melo. But, yeah, you brought it up last week that uh, McGarrison's not going to pay. As the team stands right now, he's not going to pay the luxury tax. Right. And you know Melo's going to ask for money. I don't care. No, no, no. Melo's definitely taking the minimum. He just got $27 million. Twenty-eight. Come it. on. Not, okay, so he's but, not stupid. He's not going to be so, like, I need more money for you. Still, but you still want to pay the luxury tax adding Melo? No. Obviously, that's why moves well, well, maybe, you gotta maybe ask, you got to ask what your goal is for this season. Because if you're Kobe Bryant and you go into that meeting and you have Sasha, uh, not Sasha, Vujicic as your starting point guard, and you're like, hey, we're contending for a championship, then it is what it is. But if you're the Miami Heat and you're like, hey, my goal is for the Miami Heat to contend in the playoffs in the East – and that has to be the goal. Like, it has to who's be. Who's beating the Warriors? Nobody. We know this. Nobody. Is but at the same time, I mean, huh, we can talk about this. This is a. This is the league is now a ticking time bomb for all twenty nine other teams okay. to start yeah. developing okay. their youth. You want to talk about the Celtics? And everybody's coming for Golden I love State, the bro. Since he wants to talk about the Celtics, Celtics just resigned Marcus Smart for four years. Fifty-two million dollars. He, he got the Kelly. He got the Kelly O'Linick contract. He is a fucking hustle player. I love that nigga. A flopper. Marcus Smart is the biggest. He he's got one the Kelly of those. Bag. Let's, not, let's not talk he's about the, flopping right now. He's okay? your modern day. Marcus Smart is your modern day meta world piece that nobody wants to get in front of. Your guy that will scrap for you, that will put points on the board for you, that will play with a broken hand for you. Yo, he he's, shot the ball very well. And on top of that, he's more efficient. Mm-hmm. And he's solidified the fact that we're going to keep this team as long as we can keep Wee. it together with Scary Terry, with Gordon Hayward, with Kyrie, with Jason Tatum. Like, the list goes on it with Gordon Hayward. I said it already. But, I mean, this team is – their possibilities are endless at this point, And I'm so positive that Philadelphia has no shot in competing against them in a seven-game series if Kyrie and if Gordon stay healthy. Yeah, and I think they still have Al Horford. I think the loss of Ilyasova and 
Bellinelli for the Sixers really hurts That's their it. chances of Yo, beating what? the Celtics in the playoffs. And the Celtics are going to be the team to run through in the East. They're going to be the team to beat. And I assume that it's going to be a – this is obviously July. but Toronto. No. It's going to be a Celtics. <laughs> no. Celtics Warriors finals is what it's looking like right now. But we went into last year with Gordon Hayward signing this deal April uh, July 4th. Five minutes into the NBA season, he's hurt. Their season changes. Kyrie goes down two weeks before the playoffs. And they still make their it to Game changes. 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals. That's true. Which is the craziest thing. And their roster is exactly the same. Now, what they need to do this year is actually play with everybody and figure out minutes, figure out rotations, figure out defensive schemes, and how they want to go about this. Because they do have a lot of players on that team who deserve... A big chunk of minutes. Contracts and a big chunk of minutes because you have Kyrie Irving, who's a ball-dominant player. Gordon Hayward is a starter, deserves the minutes. Jason Tatum's probably not going to start, but he deserves starter minutes. Well, I think it depends, and I think that Brad Stevens is probably the best coach. To deal with this problem. I'm sorry, Dwayne Casey, but... Yeah. Brad Stevens got robbed. Don't be sorry. I don't know if you guys saw that Bleachers report uh, when he got stabbed. Greg Popovich's uh, clipboard of, of championships, but Brad Stevens is coming with something great, and I don't I don't doubt that for a second. Especially if they can even stretch it out where Tatum plays the four with Horford and um, and Hayward and Kyrie and Quince. Terry or Marcus Smart, whatever it is you want. Quince but Marcus Snyder Smart, but Marcus Smart was out here playing any position <laughs> at any point in time that he needed to play with a broken hand. So. The possibilities are endless for Boston. They're they're the deepest team in the East, hands down. Probably one of the deepest teams in the NBA. Fair enough, fair enough. And they're going to have to move some contracts around. They will. Who, Miami? They can't stay with this squad. They're going to have to figure that out. Tatum's going to get a bag. Tatum still has time. How come the Heat haven't extended Justice Winslow yet? Tatum is a new franchise player for the Celtics. He's the newest franchise player that I think I've seen. I'd hope so. Before we talk to Kawhi DeRozan trade... What do you what what do you value Winslow at per year right now? Not much. Because you don't I don't you don't give him this the J Ritz, the four year forty two. It has to be Maybe like, like four year thirty six. Like eight or nine mil, right? A year? I don't think he's proved himself yet. Yeah. He showed flashes like, in the playoffs. The, I feel like Miami wants a, a full healthy year this year to see like to evaluate what he's worth. I think he'll be better off. I think he gained a lot of leadership and mentorship from Wade before he left. And then it kind of fell back a little bit because there was none. And now he might be back again. We he, saw he was playing justice. his fucking ass off. We saw in the playoff playoff. He was a, he game was three. Game three was the Justice Winslow coming out party. He was a savage. I just, I have to see it. And I have to, right. I have to really see it. It needs to be consistent. Day in and day out. I mean, I can't, you can't expect me to be, to be promising on the, the BAM and Justice Wagon until you see it day in and day out. Every game for 82 games. And I'm, I'm going to be on the BAM and Justice Wagon because I know Whiteside is not going to be this dominant center for the next couple of years after. Right. We and already know that that's going to be going to a skinnier, concert. leaner, tall, athletic, big. Like Clint Capella would probably be a couple of years from now will be BAM. We're hoping, but we'll see. Mm, I hope he's better. But hope he's better. There's that. Before we get into the Kyrie, I keep saying Kyrie. <laughs> Kawhi. 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 DeRozan trade. Jabari Parker signed with his hometown team. Right. Two years, Jabari. $40 million. I personally don't see his worth being $20 million a year. His potential may be worth $15, $16. What he showed in college may be worth $17, $18. But what he's done in the NBA and staying healthy 
and finding a, a valid or finding a consistent spot in your rotation in Milwaukee. You give him like that Julio money. I don't see twenty per year. You give him that ten mil. Well, he went there for the twenty million, and he for went, sure he went there for the Chicago, and he went there for the for the. But I mean, he it's also a great fit. It's build. a great fit. Don't get me wrong; they have a young squad. The, I think he went there for the opportunity because, to be quite honest with you, his opportunity was the Bucks, and Giannis came in and took that and yep. ran with it. And there's yep. nothing you can do there. And then Thon Maker came, and then after that, you have that that's that team is just. But then again, coming out of college, wasn't Giannis supposed to be what? Excuse me. Was Wasn't Jabari, Jabari supposed yes, to be what Giannis is? But at the is? same time, Giannis pretty much... It's kind of like when you have a JV guy coming into varsity when a varsity player gets injured. Sure. Jabari Parker gets injured. You have a JV starting point guard that comes in or a JV guard that comes in. And it's like, hey, you're going to start the next game. And he shows out. And there's nothing you can do about it. So he's going to start fresh with Chicago. But you would think it's like, okay, this is one of our good problems. Yeah. But okay, for Milwaukee, it really wasn't. It I was more of a, we can't find time for both of these guys because... They play kind of similar. I think he's going to start really well for Chicago. I think he's going to play well with Zach Levine. And I don't think they're going to contend or anything, but he can build something there. I mean, Chicago is still a great franchise. Yeah, I mean, over so, the next three or four years, Chris Dunn, I think, is a, is a really promising player. I yes. see, I watched him in college in Providence, and when he got drafted, I was sitting here and I was saying, you know, I was excited for him. The Bulls traded for him. You know, they traded Jimmy Butler or whatever. But... Zach Levine hasn't, that's another guy who hasn't really proved himself and made a mark, but he got a bag. Because I think he did well in Minnesota and he was just about to hit it until he got hurt. Right. And a lot of these players are hitting, I don't know what you guys are eating or something, but everybody's going to get hurt in the NBA. But whatever it is, I mean, I'm pretty excited to see Porzingis come back. I'm pretty excited to see what the East has to offer. So all these guys coming off of their injuries, definitely the NBA is going to be something different in a couple months. For sure. So, we don't get sponsored by they got him. They got him in 2K. <laughs> Kawhi starting small forward. Damn, that's just fucking dying already. Let's get into it. Let me see what these Spurs look like. Let's do this. Who, who wants to start off with this Kawhi DeRozan trade? Um, I guess the first question. Who won the trade? Who won the trade? First of all, the Spurs. Hands down. For sure. Now the Spurs have... Do you, okay, do you really think that the Spurs won the trade based on the trade itself because of their p- picks? Or do you think that the Raptors won because now they're still contenders in the East, but now they have a two-way player who's a superstar, and they have arguably one of the better shooters in the NBA right now? Okay, so the Raptors situation is, 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 is like right now, right? Next year is, can Slightly. be the best, and it can be the worst. Yeah, right? I mean, both won for different reasons. Right, but if we're going to pick a winner, you know, we don't pick both for different reasons. We're going to pick who mm-hmm. really won this for the better reasons. And like I'm saying, okay. Toronto has Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green. So they can, they can come out with a lineup of Kyle Lowry, good defender. Danny Green, great defender. Great Kyle shooter. Lowry, even greater defender. Or, Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard, even greater defender. Serge Ibaka. They can, I would put OG Ananobi. At the four, and maybe like a Pascal Siakam, right? Just say, just say that defensive lineup right there. They got way better on their on-ball defensive or defending skills, but they lost a guy who can create his own shot. Bless you. And create his- I think Kawhi can create his own shot perfectly fine. And here's why. The thing is, I don't say he can't. I'm not making yeah, that noise. Because the thing is, the system, the system of the Spurs organization is very different. Right. 
So when you watch what they used to do with Manu coming off the bench because he used to kind of just do his own thing in Argentina, he comes here, he does it again. With France, for Tony Parker, he used to do the same thing. Right. And now he comes and he runs this thing. And then back in the day, Tim Duncan was doing his own thing now too. So the Spurs organization had their focal points of what that franchise was supposed to be. And so Kawhi Leonard had to kind of fill the gap. And should he had stayed there this season, he may have had a little bit more opportunity because now LaMarcus Aldridge is is now the turning point of the new – I'm not going to call him a Tim Duncan because he's never going to be that type of that type of uh, impact right. on the team. But at the same time, I mean – But you don't think that DeMar DeRozan can create more offense than Kawhi Leonard by himself? You can put throwbacks on I said this earlier, yes, I think he can. But it's going to be interesting to see how he adapts to the Spurs culture. Because both teams, both organizations in this entire trade and this drama – Great. It was like high school drama all over again between I don't want to play here. I don't want to go here. I want to be out. And then the Spurs organization coming out and saying we're not going to trade him to uh, a Western Conference team. If he's going to get traded, he goes to an Eastern Conference team. Sure enough, they trade him to an Eastern Conference team. Um, DeRozan just – I feel like DeRozan just got robbed to be honest with you. I mean for them to say that he wasn't going to get traded and then he gets traded. Yeah. It, that was probably like the most – and that doesn't show any promise for them as players to say, I want to stay with the Spurs or I want to stay with the I want to stay with the Raptors because of how they behave. Those organizations did not behave in professional aspects at all. Right. So back to who won, I'm still gonna stick with the Spurs because I feel like the Spurs right now have a young team with a great young point guard, DeJounte Murray. They just upgraded their two guard position, DeMar DeRozan. He's mm-hmm. an all NBA type of player. Um but they did lost. take his contract with $27 million for the next three years, which is kind of – next two years, which is kind of a lot. But for a, for a player like him – He deserves it. You're willing to pay that. I'd pay that. Uh, at the three spot, you did lose your starting three. And you have, as you mentioned, LaMarcus Aldridge at the four. Danny Green has a jump shot in oh, like 10 I'm years. I'm sorry. They just drafted Lonnie Walker. They just re-signed Rudy Gay. I'm not saying Rudy Gay is the best three guard, but I do think it helps – the young core to develop around these veteran guys like uh, Bellinelli, Rudy Gay, LaMarcus Aldridge, Paul Gasol, you know. And the Spurs organization in itself, just them being there, I feel like can, can that, that can really help these young dudes contend. Like, I still think the Spurs are content, playoff contenders. They right? will be playoff contenders because of Popovich. That's without a doubt. Now, on the Raptors side... Pop always finds a way. I don't know how far the Raptors go even this season. Like, this season, they have the, when healthy, top four player in the league, right? Yes. Kawhi Leonard. Now. I, th- I had to think about it for a second because you got to also understand that the Raptors just lost their head coach. They just had a winning season and number one in the East and he gets fired. So you don't know what next coaching culture comes in. And at the same time. It was never, and I really truly believe this, it was never really DeRozan's fault that they lost those years or they've lost multiple years. He has a play in it where he may not be as clutch or he may not be as superstar-esque type of feel to it, but at the same time, he's he's a franchise player, man. You should have you should have continued with it and you had to build around it. Now, I mean, you didn't have a bench with it or a supporting cast. They look like the no, Wizards. No, 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 no. Now, they do have a rookie head coach going into the season, which is kind of troubling, like you said. Nick Nurse, we don't know what he's capable of. The, they had one of the best benches in the league last year, and they just re-signed a key piece to that bench, Fred Van Vliet, for Van Vliet. two years. 
nine million a year. That's a great deal for both sides. Now, but Kawhi Leonard doesn't know what he wants to do. They got OG. I thought they were gonna have to give up OG in the trade if they wanted. They to don't know what Kawhi Leonard is gonna keep do. OG. Who's OG? OG and the newbie. Oh. They just drafted him last year. He's so nice. He's bro. solid, but. Like I said, I don't know. I feel like this year they still can't beat Boston. They still can't. They can contend with Philadelphia, but I don't know if they even beat Philadelphia in seven games. No they can possibly beat a lot of people, but you got to also remember that they don't have the same coach, and that coach is going to change. However, the guy, the claw does not give up, and he does not Ever. play. So if he's in the game, he's playing. And if he's in the game, he's 110%. And you have a chance. And you have a chance. He's still a superstar no matter what you do. We need to see him come back and yeah. play, though. We haven't seen him play for a whole year. But who he knows also what the hell happens year. to him in the game? Because a lot of players, I mean, George Hill came back out of the Spurs, and who knows what the hell happened to him. There was a lot of players that left from the Spurs, and they did not flourish at all. So, for me, I, I'm, I'm really excited to see how he does. I just think that it, was a, it didn't change the dynamic of the NBA as crazy as I thought it would be. Because both teams didn't really change much in what it would be for the I think it hasn't hit finals. us right now. But I feel like when the NBA season starts, it kind of you're, you're going to feel it like DeRozan on the Spurs. I'm more upset DeRozan got traded because I love the guy. I've seen what he can do all season. I've been watching him all season only because I was praying that, we could, that the Heat could make a move on him pretty right. soon. Because I love what he brings to the table, his aggression, right. his poise. But you don't think that the Raptors needed to make this deal? They, you don't think they needed to make a deal I like this and blow make... this team up? They just fired their head coach, right? Because they won their franchise high regular season games, and they still got swept by the Cavaliers in the playoffs. They lost to the Kings, so it's valid. It's not valid. They got swept by the King. They got swept by the King. At home, they lost by more than 20 points but you also by benched, the King. you also benched your franchise player. For a majority of those two games that they got swept. You got to also remember that, too. So he Dwayne, wasn't performing. But he's not going to perform if <laughs> he doesn't mean, play. Yeah, he but they he's gave not going to perform man. if he doesn't play. You're not, you, they went to seven games versus Washington. I don't have a chance to play. Seven I can't perform games versus Washington. Washington. I can't perform. Seven games. Play. They were the number one seed, and they played the number eight seed, and they went to seven games. I know. I know. But at the same time, they're not going to – I cannot perform if I'm not in the game. That's how I feel. I get that, but you – can perform when you are in the game. And if you're not in the game, I think the coach of the year made the right decision at the time. Maybe. But at the same time, them going about and trading that franchise player without even hesitation was by far what every single Raptors player needs to see that basketball is just as a business and they're going to get rid of you. Just I feel like yeah. first day you get drafted in the league, it's orientation. Listen, this is a business. Yeah, like You yeah. know this. You know this. And I'm sorry. Like I get what you're saying. I, I get the pain that, that the Raptors fans feel for DeRozan. I get DeRozan's pain. It is a business at the end of the day. The Raptors haven't won a conference championship. The Raptors haven't won a division since when. Or but they are won we, their division this but year. But are we blaming DeRozan on the fact that they haven't won? No, but he's definitely a, a big part of the problem. Because I think it hasn't just been him. A big part of the problem. No, it's, I it's, think it's everything. It's everything about that. It, it was the coaching. It's, it's the fact that Kyle Lowry is getting paid $33 million for three years and isn't producing Agreed. That's where I think the biggest focal point is right there. You're paying this man Sergi dollars. I think he has almost the Part same contract the as, uh, as Russell Westbrook or very close to it. So you're getting paid like Russell Westbrook and you can't even pronounce, you can't even perform Russell Westbrook numbers and you're in the East. 
But you're getting uh, well, paid Westbrook, more than DeMar. Westbrook got a Supermax. Yeah, but you're getting paid more than DeMar. He only got, he only got $7 million less than the Supermax. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that you're getting paid more than DeMar DeRozan, and DeMar is performing. He's averaging 26 or 27 points a game, 46% from the field goal percentage. He's doing his job. Yes, maybe in some games he didn't come in clutch, but I don't think that that falls on him too. I think it falls on the other players. Fred Van Fleet had a great season. But Ibaka didn't perform. A lot of these guys did and not mind perform. Mind you, Fred Van Vliet did choke in the playoffs versus Cleveland. He missed two shots that could have won him at least one game versus the Kings. Exactly. So, but I Justin, sorry, not to good, cut you off. Good, Go ahead. You're good, good. I was just saying that I don't think that uh, in any way, shape, or form it was DeRozan's fault for him to get traded. He's a great player and he's going to be Part of the business. Bigger. I mean, if I can trade my, my best player, who I'm paying $27 million a year, for a top four NBA player and I'll only lose a, a Jakob Portal? No, I'll do it. 100%. And a, and a one through 20 first round protected draft pick? Bye. Bye. I'll do it. Bye. I'll, I'll Who do you 1,000% do it. But at the same time, who's That's my the head business. Coach? That's the business. Who's my head of the snake? What do you, what a do you rookie mean? head coach is my head of the snake to trust this brand new number four superstar? Okay. That's, a, that's that a concern right there too. So to conclude, Justin and Danny, I guess you guys can give me what you feel about this trade? Well, back to the original question, who won? In my opinion, I think Toronto won the trade. Now, don't get me wrong. It did work out for San Antonio because we knew it was a toxic situation. We knew that he had to go. And, I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, Deron DeRozan is an all-star caliber player. He's not, but he's not somebody you can build a franchise around. Now, right. So I mean, to get an all-star caliber player for you know a player that basically was gonna leave, did you know threaten really to sit out? You made up pretty good. You got a uh, protected pick, and you also you know got a Poto, which I think. Popovich is just the max out of any player he Poto's gets. like your stereotypical Spurs player who's going to fit yeah. San Antonio perfectly. Yeah, so, I mean, Popovich gets the max out of any player that he coaches. So I think uh, Poto will fit in, you know, perfectly with Pop system. Now, the reason I believe the Raptors really won, I said it weeks ago from the moment that they got swept. I knew Casey was going to get fired. Lo and behold, what was it? A couple of days later, maybe most yeah. a week, Casey got fired. Sure enough. And I said, they're going to blow it up. DeMar, and it's not even that they kept losing to Cleveland. It's the fact that how they kept losing to Cleveland. Look at uh, Indiana's first season, you know, with this whole group. They took Cleveland to seven. To seven. Look at Boston with all their young uh, nucleus and, you know, missing Kyrie, missing Gordon. It took them seven. Toronto was the number one team in the East and got swept and, got, and, and certain games got blown exactly, out. Exactly, exactly. And, and, and there was games you could tell DeMar gave up. So they looked at it as kind of like how we're looking at it from a Heat standpoint from – um, with Hassan, they're like, well, listen, you know, we want to basically blow it up. We love Demar, but Demar is not somebody we can 
win with. Um, win, with. Win, win with. He's not Can't somebody. He's not somebody you can build your team around. We gotta get rid of this contract, and you know, obviously, Demar has more value right now than Hassan, but he has you know the same thing where he has two years left on his deal. So they're like, listen, and they they are fully aware. I don't you know I don't think they're blind or oblivious. They're fully aware. It's obvious that Kawhi wants to go play in L.A., whether it be the Lakers right. or the Clippers. You know, we don't know. I mean, it's possible he could go someplace else. I mean, it's not like... <clears throat> and it's possible he resigned. Paul George, nobody thought when he got traded that he was going to resign in OKC because mm-hmm. it was obvious that Do he wanted to be a Laker. That. Real quick, what did Paul George feel... What was one of the reasons Paul George didn't sign with the Lakers and why he stayed? Because he felt like he didn't want. He wasn't (laughs) wanted, right? Because people have feelings, and he felt like he wasn't wanted. Now, does Kawhi look at Magic Johnson and say, listen, I mean, I understand that you have Kuzma and you value Brandon Ingram and maybe a Josh Hart, but you obviously value them way more than you value me when you could have paired me right now with LeBron James this year and took out the Warriors, you know, hypothetically. Arguably. But does he look into like next year? Oh, Miami, Magic what's up? Ju- right? Magic Johnson, <laughs> you real. didn't want me last year. Me and Toronto, we just kind of had a good year. Next year, I think if Toronto does this, that, if they agree with me, why can't we work this out? You know what I'm saying? It's not impossible. Even when he clearly expresses, well, he hasn't said anything. His people are saying that he clearly wants to go to LA, but that was the same case with Paul George, except Paul George even said it personally. Yeah. We, we don't know what Kawhi's thing. We have heard from Kawhi and I don't know how long. I mean, the situations are similar, but they're different because I feel like... Paul George it, wasn't this disgruntled about everything. Like Not only that, but I feel like when it came to time for San Antonio and Lakers to sit down and have a talk, I feel like they asked way more from L.A. than they asked for Toronto. For sure. For sure, but it was also because he was going to be sent to a rival team, you know, a Western Conference uh, team. Yeah, and and, I, and don't get me wrong, I do feel like, you know, somewhere that you know, because they they did uh, mention it from the beginning that they didn't want to send him to the Western team. So I'm pretty sure the way that Kawhi handled things, they did do some of that a spike. Don't get me wrong, I wouldn't put it past I, even you know as a great organization as the Spurs, I wouldn't you know put it past as you know a little like kind of like right. nudge to him or whatever. But, like I said, I really think that Toronto came on the top because, like I said, I knew that this was coming. I knew they were going to blow it up. We even, when we were doing the episode, um, I think it was either the day uh, that we covered the draft or, like, the episode before the NBA draft, how you got the alert that don't be surprised if DeRozan or Lowry gets traded or if not both. Right. Well, here it is. (laughs) Yeah, here it is. DeRozan's already out. Anybody wants Lowry's contract. (laughs) Right? Um, is he a free agent after this year? Who? Lowry? Yeah. No. No. I thought he signed a three-year deal in that was last year. But he signed he signed a, he signed a three-year deal this last year. I don't I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm gonna look into that later, but I guess that wraps things up for this week. If Danny doesn't want to give his point of view. But if he does I already told you. Well, I mean, wait, I didn't really. I didn't did really. See, did you guys see the the post that Bleacher Report made where they want to play? Uh, Lakers want to play small ball and put uh, LeBron at uh, center. Five. <laughs> <laughs> Julian just plays ball. Oh my god! <laughs> you don't like it? I, no, I, I mean it's not horrible. 
But it's not. They're long. Yeah, we also not. saw the post oh. that this guy tweeted. Some guy tweeted that Clay Thompson is worse than than Josh, Josh Hart. Hart. <laughs> <laughs> that was stupid. that was the face palm. He's smoking dick. I mean, I don't think that lineup would work really. Why not? Because I feel like you need a traditional big man to get rebounds. LeBron's not going to sit there and get 13, 14 rebounds if and focus. If they're always on offense, I feel like that team is that, – that type of lineup is always on offense. Like that's the A-A-O. Versus Golden State? No. Versus you, Golden State, no, but at the same time – But they time, said they don't want to try and beat Golden State at their game. They don't have to, but using that lineup, I don't think beats Golden State. No, you need – Nothing beats Golden State. <laughs> no, but – Sorry, guys. Like you need you need a rebounder. You need somebody that's gonna get to get you second chance a rim points. Protector. You need somebody that's gonna get you second chance points and somebody that's gonna eliminate their second chance points. Right. And you need somebody to protect the rim. Draymond LeBron Green, James is not gonna do that. Draymond Green protects the basket. He rebounds. He assists. He spreads the floor. And he's twenty four years old. All right, LeBron James is thirty three years old. He's not gonna do that big man role. And I mean honestly, Brandon Ingram hasn't been healthy. Last year, he showed promise when he was here or when he did play. But for the most part, he wasn't healthy. And and we don't know what he can do for a full season. We don't know what Lonzo can do for a full season. He wasn't even healthy. So the Lakers is another story. Maybe we'll hop back onto this next week. As far as episode 46, it was a pleasure having you guys with us. Always with you two. We'll see you next week. For the love of the city. For the city. All my niggas on the block, on the block. Mm. 12 o'clock when you willing, when you willing. Mm. Fuck 12 in the cop Fuck 12. Mm. They wanna see me in the cage mm. I'd rather see me in the wife I'm motivation on the ground And going live on these bitches on stage Got that Who that the streets? Me, me Who driving heat? Me, me Who that the city? I pull up that billy truck Right to the motherfucking seat Me Who driving shit through the water? Me Who really driving that fight? Me Back on the water and listen when I speak Who got the key to the streets? Me They was screaming free meek Now yeah. meek free just tryna hope. Remember back when I was dead broke. Pretty bitches I ain't even no Told these niggas how to bust up on the jet for the grand bust the road. Remember that? I'ma be humble, but I need receipt cause these niggas up.
rich truck, you dick? For the love of the city, for the city. All my niggas on the block, on the block. Twelve o'clock when you willing, when you willing. Fuck twelve in the cop, fuck twelve. They wanna see me in the cage. I rather see me in the wife. I'm motivation on the ground. I'm going live on these bitches on stage. Got that? Who got the streets? Me, me. Who that be? Me, me. Who let the city up? Pull up that billy truck, right to the motherfucking seat. Me. Who dropping shit through the wall? Me. Who really dropping that fight? Me. Back on the water, they listen when I speak. Who got the key to the streets? Me. Double O Y, he that guy, he never gon' lie, forever be fly. I been that nigga, I can swear that my guy crossed my heart and put that on my mind. My Buddha pedic, I ain't set in the time like King John. I been ready to buy my gig, gon' take a jet to Dubai. You not a hundred nigga, seventy five. You play big, must be ready to die, nigga. Forever with I.